0: Hello, my name is Mark Chalmers, and I'm president and CEO of Energy Fuels. And Energy Fuels is a very unique company. There's no company like it that I know of in the world. We're focused on uh, critical uh, minerals uh, production in the United States of America. Th- those critical minerals are uh, uranium, vanadium, uh, and the rare earth oxides um, used for electrification and reducing carbon emissions. And I'm very excited to be here today to talk to you about some of our very exciting opportunities, and particularly with an update on those opportunities because a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. Matt and um, yeah, I'm just tickled to be here to talk to you today. Uh, well, I bet
1: you are. I bet you are. I saw, I saw, that. I saw the headline because we've been talking about it for you know the last sort of you know six nine months, which is you know where do you secure large amount of monazite from? Do you think you've now solved that problem given the recent press release?
0: Well, I think we've taken a major step. I mean, we, we, we've got binding agreements on acquiring a very large project in Brazil called Bahia, uh, in the Bahia province of, of Brazil. Um, we, we, we think it's part of the puzzle, it's not all the puzzle, but uh, we've entered into these binding agreements. We have to do uh, 90 days of due diligence. Uh, just to confirm that we're purchasing what we think we're purchasing, but we have very high confidence it's going to be what we want it to be. Um, and, um, you know, for, for the last couple of years, when we mentioned we're going to get in the rare earth business, people said, well, where is your mine? And, and, and we, we didn't have one. So, now uh, we've got binding agreements for a very large deposit of heavy mineral sand um, containing monazite. So, uh, it, it's a very important step, and uh, it has the potential, uh, we believe, and we've got to f- confirm this, uh, between 3,000 to 10,000 tons a year of monazite because of the size of the of the deposit. Um, that would put us well along our way to having our own sources. Now we plan to complement that with sources from others. You know, we've got an agreement with kimors uh, We've got an MOU with Hyperion X that has a project in Tennessee, and we're still talking to people around the world. But the ultimate goal, world scale, world scale in size, world class in production cost, operating and capital costs. So, yes. What 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 else can I say? It's it's uh, it's exciting. Uh, I've told our investors that you know I hope to to provide more updates on where the is coming uh, this year, and and this is one of the big ones, the first big ones. I I believe there'll be other news flow. Uh, in the coming few months.
1: Okay. So, so tell me, um you, you said it's there's a 90 day DD um, process you got to get through. So um I assume there's some historical data, some historical um, work that's been done on this, and that's what you're basing this off of. But um, what's the chance of success that you well attribute to this?
0: Oh look I hate to put a percentage on it, but um you know we certainly didn't put uh you know 2.7 million dollar non-refundable deposit because we thought the chances where high it would, would fail. Um, we have done some uh, preliminary testing. We have done some preliminary sampling. Uh, we have sent that out for analysis. Analysis looks uh, very good. Um, we've got to do a bit more sampling, you know, just because again, 60 square miles, very large land position. Um, you know, we, we were going to do some more sampling in this, this 90 days uh, starting in the next week or so. And um, so, yeah, we have high confidence, but we want to make sure that what we, we think we have is what we have. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I give it a really high probability of um, closing. Um, and we put a very large deposit down with that belief.
1: Okay, so right, so we 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 had Chemours, Uh and you say this is part of the so You say this is part of the solution, but perhaps but, but part of the part of the solution. You got Camors there. Um, in, in any sort of news in terms of like uh, further conversations or, or f- further. Um, deals to be done with Camores or others to kind of bulk because the scale is so important to this. You talk about world class a lot. It, it, to do that, you're going to need a lot of this feed in, into the plant, right? So, is there more to come?
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, um, you know, we're talking to um, a number of parties, and you know, when we 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 talk about you know we're replicating the China plant, I mean, China has you know probably 10 to 20 different suppliers of monazite to their plants in China. So we're, we're not going to do this with one project. We're going to do it with a number of projects, um, but we think this one is, is, is one that's very material that could be maybe 25 to 50% of our requirements in due course. I mean, just as an estimate. Kimores um, has, we have a very good relationship with I and you know, we're still getting the material that they have uh, out of their Georgia plant. Um, they have uh, underutilized uh, facilities uh, and there are other people that are talking to us with their facilities as well. So, so look, look, step by step, I've got to show the market that we've got all these stars aligned um, and, and go from there. But again, having White Mesa permitted, constructed, currently producing carbonate that can be shipped anywhere in the world, uh, and, 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 Matt, I uh, just want to bring to your attention, we're also making NDPR right now. This is 99.8% pure NDPR that we're making continuously right now in the laboratory at White Mesa, continuously, running at 24-7. We have, our confidence is going up by the day.
1: Okay. The <laughs> US's newest producer of rare earths. Uh, well, that, 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 that's good news, but let, let me, and I, I'll, I'll come back to so that, that. That's to be commended, but it is, it's at lab scale, right? So you've got to, you've, you've got to feel and your team's going to feel that you can move this through to show that you can do that at, at, you know, commercial levels. You know, again, scale is, is everything here. So let's just talk about money for a bit. So this deal in uh, Bahia, Bahia in Brazil, is twenty-seven and a half million bucks. You're committing to that all in, but if if it all goes ahead, um, there's going to be some capital, uh, a a capex required for that. So you're kind of committing to, you know, your own mind, but it's going to it's going to take some money, and you've got some money in the bank. You've got you are committing money to build out the the whole uh, rare earth complex at White Mesa. That's gonna, that's gonna require some some capital. So you, can you just give me give me a sense of the the, the margins involved here, the the potential upside here? Because it sounds like a whole bunch of money going out. But do you make money, and when do you make well, money? I,
0: I've I've been I've been saying for a long time that the you know capital expenditure. Uh, at White Mesa with the upgrades uh, is in that two to three hundred million dollars um, range. All right, and with the uh, acquisition of Bahia, assuming we get we complete the due diligence and we're comfortable, confident that it's what we think it is, which as I said, high confidence. Uh, we think we're still in that range, probably on the upper end, but uh, I believe. And again, I have to be careful because of. You know disclosure and you know different requirements with the exchanges and stuff, but I I I think that this project alone, um, if it meets what our 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 beliefs are, I think it could justify full integration in the United States in due course. Okay, but I but I I have to be careful there because that's just what I believe. I can't say that in absolute. So so it is very very material and. the, 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 the values that are generated are really in the integration of the rare earth supply chain. It's not just in making the heavy mineral sands. Um, obviously, for us, it's focused on the monocyte, the process of monocyte, making the oxides. And, and You know you talk about, yeah, okay, we, we're making this 99.8% NDPR in the laboratory, but we're making almost 35% pure carbonate NDPR right now, commercially, right? And we are doing the first stage of separation, small commercial, um, taking out the lanthanum that makes a very high purity carbonate. So, step by step, we're, we're going forward. And um, we have got so much information on the costs, the recoveries, reagent consumptions, the handling of the material, uh, you know, we—I I don't know anybody in in North America like us that is 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 as advanced in the technical knowledge um, to to come up with a successful outcome. So if we can't
1: do it ultimately, who else is? Well, no, I get that. I get the whole, you know, White Mesa, the critical minerals hub for the, for the U.S. That, that, that's a nice positioning. It's just like, I would like to understand sort of timing as to when you can start giving guidance to the market about, um, you know, when does, when, are all the moving parts in position to be able to you know monetize it right you know start producing yeah. this and selling this, you know what type of returns are we looking at because you 're talking about some pretty big numbers but i 'm guessing that there there 's some pretty big numbers at the other side of it once you, once you 've sold what you 're producing too or, or you wouldn 't be moving forward so what, what do you think the timing is in terms of giving guidance
0: well you know we 've been talking around three years or so. Um, now you know it doesn't mean that we can't do an intermediate step here. Um, you know that intermediate step is driven on having uh, the monazite to process. Um, you know pure pure monazite with those kind of grades of NDPR is very marketable right now in this world that we're in. Uh, and 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 if we had um, the if we secure and we're we're out there looking to secure more monazite like within the next six months or a year so that we can get it to the plant. We can make that into carbonate and we can turn that into revenue. So, um, you know, I believe there will be um, a few steps here that will show to the market that, that it's not like a dead stick for three years or four years until we get up the full integration. You know, we can do we can make revenue off of, off of the carbonate and the rare earth program as we develop it and, and, and expand it further downstream, but also the uranium business, okay? I mean, look at the uranium business. It's improved dramatically. And in the last two weeks, we've signed three major contracts for uranium purchases from 2023 to 2030 with significant US utilities. Okay. And I I think um, this could be up up towards 4.2 million pounds. I'm excited about that because that's also a revenue source. So um, you know there is no peer to energy fuels. You know we've discussed that. You either invest in a uranium company, you invest in a rare earth company. You don't get both. So yeah, it's 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 exciting. We've got a lot of things to do. We got to show the market that we can get to positive cash flow quickly. But we have a number of bridges that help us get there. And uranium is one of them, vanadium is one of them, as is making a carbonate as we move to oxide. So so there's nobody out there that I know that can actually say that. Matter of fact, I'm pretty confident there's nobody out there that can say that. If
1: there is, please let me know who they are. Uh, we've not found them. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. So rare ra- ra- various, uh, various things. Okay. Well, c- congrats on the last two weeks. Um, more to come. We'll look out for it. Um, I'd, I'd love sort of sense sort of as, as time moves forward about, you know, trying to understand the economics, you know, and the margins and so forth. Yeah. So just on the long-term contracting. Okay. It, it could be up to 4.2 million pounds it, with, with, with three U.S. utilities. Are we talking about, I assume? think It's
0: two US utilities, two? three contracts. Yeah. Got it. Okay.
1: And um is that all gonna come from well what, what what inventory are you sitting on there? But eight hundred ninety thousand nine hundred thousand pounds? About seven about seven hundred thousand pounds. Okay.
0: Um, we we're we're gonna process some alternate feed, um another so, one hundred fifty thousand pounds-ish um, this year. Um, and we've got other feed out in front of the mill that we can process too. So so look at we we're, we're currently evaluating. That where the new mining of some of that uranium will come from, uh, we haven't landed on that yet. Um, but we we have enough inventory an inventory at the mill to fill those contracts um, for a couple of years, two or three years, um, as we fill them. So so you know there isn't any like immediate pressure for us to mine, but we are um, making investments in in, in doing some. Uh, doing improvements as we speak at at, at several of our mines, um, in, improving our readiness. Um, you know, hiring people. We've been hiring people. People are short now with the, with the skills, so um, as our supplies are short. So we're evaluating how we 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 fill those contracts. We have no no belief that we will not fill those contracts. You know, well and above those requirements, and then we'll opportunistically look at as the market. Uh, changes how to build our book because one of the biggest mistakes I've seen in the Uranium business over my career is when the Uranium prices are going up, people get greedy and they say, well, I'm going to wait until it gets a little bit higher before I do a contract. And then there's an adjustment or whatever. So we're going to build a book based on what we know we can make a very material profit on. And keep building it as it goes up,
1: right? So, I'm assuming. So, you, with the US utilities, they, they, those those contracts don't tend to be be public. So, what what can you tell us in terms of that book building exercise? What did you get a price that you're happy with today? Knowing that you've got the, got the inventory component, knowing that you've got some stuff, on, uh, other stuff on a surface that you, you can process, and you have got mines that you can, which would be slightly more expensive, which you can you know bring bring in online. We've heard from US uh junior u- uranium companies the 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 incentive price has been creeping up two years ago 45 50 bucks then it's 55 65 bucks i've heard recently more 75 bucks this is actually sort an of in- 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 impact of inflation uh it's impact well of, of, of lots of things i, I suspect but um and <laughs> some of that, some of that being, I'm not sure. Some of these companies actually want, want to get to a point where they need to prove they can get into production. But um, that's a conversation for another day. But are you getting, or how, did you get the price that you need today? And you I guess, you're suggesting it's not necessarily the price that you'll ask for on the next contract and and so forth. But so, what can you, what can you share with us about these? Yeah.
0: Well, look, look at. What we've done makes sense for us. It probably doesn't make sense for some of the other players because all of our projects are constructed, permitted, constructed, operable, all right? We have inventory that we have on our books at around $24 per pound that we produced ourselves. We didn't buy it. It's U.S. inventory. And I want to say that these contracts, the utilities are interested in U.S. inventory or produced pounds, not pounds that are from Russia or from Kazakhstan. They want US-produced inventory or or product. Um, We have alternate feed that can be very low cost, in some cases cost nothing, zero. We get it for free. And When you blend all this together with our projects, with our inventory, with other alternate feed as we put together, we know we can make a very material margin. Okay. All of those contracts are have inflation adjustments and escalated for in, uh, inflation over time. Got it. There are some market related components that will flex up as the price goes up. There is some market components that provide downside protection as well. We're very confident we will make money on these contracts. Others in a lot of cases, if they have to go out and build a satellite or Reinvest in capital with inflation. That is a double sucker punch on top of operating costs. So, so, this makes sense for us. I think the utilities have come to us because we're a known reliable supplier. I've been producing uranium for 45 years plus coming this summer. So, we're excited about it. We're going to get the flywheel moving.
1: Well, sounds, sounds like you are. It's a case of like, let's just get, let's just get the ball rolling, get rolling. Let's get some contracts in place and we'll just see where the market goes. Obviously, I think a lot of people, commentators, investors, retail investors, looking in at the spot price, it's, it, it's kind of flailing around a little bit as, you know, re- retracted somewhat because of the market conditions of the last two and a half months. Um, and, and, and that's fine. But going forward, I, I mean, I can't have a conversation with you without talking about, um contracts with other uranium producers because you just said you just said to me it's it's going to get a, it's a little bit more expensive for some for some of these companies because if they have to build they need to they, their build costs have gone up their the cost of money has just gone up their the the incentive price will have gone up and um all of these things are you know become protracted you know de- delayed so how how are other Uranium Juniors approaching you? Have you spoken to any other uh, Uranium Juniors? What are they asking for? Tolling agreements? Sales agreements? Um, do they, you know, or have they found alternatives to the, to the White Mesa mill?
0: Well, we'll start off from, from our end. You know, Toll milling agreements. Look, I, I don't think we're going to offer a toll milling agreement to anybody out there. We might perhaps purchase, some Uranium from people we want to purchase it from, Uranium ores for the White Mesa mill, but I do not believe we'll offer a Toll Milling Agreement. We have 1 Toll Milling Agreement, that's what's consolidated Uranium. Um, so I'm not really planning on another Toll Milling Agreement, but I may look at a purchase agreement perhaps, but whoever does that um, will have to commit to a quantity. Um, they'll have to be in full compliance with all the regulatory requirements, in good standing because otherwise we can't afford to, to tarnish our reputation um, you know, dealing with somebody that's not reputable. So, so you know, watch this space, we'll do what makes sense for us as our company when it comes to other producers, you know, some of the other producers in the United States, not just in the United States, but around the world. It doesn't matter if you're in Australia, Africa, Canada, um, they're all talking about two things, shortage of people, and inflation, okay? Those are hitting people like in the back of the head and they're scrambling, okay? One of the reasons we want to kind of get our flywheel going is we've got a core of about 110 people, very good skill sets. We want to put all our people and then some back to work to develop that critical mass. And if we can do it sooner rather than later, there's a lot of people that are sitting at mines waiting for perhaps 75 or $80 or something like that. And I hope a lot of them will be working for us in due course sooner because they can be active. And we have the Uranium, the Vanadium and the Rare Earth. So we have some diversification, which I think is exciting, particularly for millennials. I mean, they, it seems to be cooler to be in the Rare Earth business and Uranium, even though you know, this whole focus on nuclear energy uh, has changed dramatically in the last couple of years. So, but look at, you know, we're going to drive our bus, Matt, as we always have, to get the best outcomes for our shareholders. And we're going to work very closely with utilities to help them mitigate, um, you know, some of the exposure they have with with Russia. But we want to work together with them um, and and, and have, uh, you know, a reliable vehicle for them to do well, do business with.
1: Okay. I, I buy all of that. You, you are, you know, sound like you're in control of your own destiny. Um, the White Mesa plant is a big, a big part of that. What, what I'm trying to do a, as a retail investor, family office investor, is to say I'm hearing a lot of stories out there from other. Players in your space. Look, we need all the uranium we can get. So I'm not trying to go. um, It's it's a it's a competition here of who's my favourite uranium company. But at the same time, there's a bunch of companies telling me that they're going to be able to sell to uh, U.S. utilities. And the, the, the options seem to be, the variables seem to be changing for them in terms of the, their cost base, access to skills, uh, necessary skills, um, the ability to process it through a plant. If, if you're, if you're not in the game for toll milling, um, that very much affects their margins and their ability to control their margins unless they come up with another option somewhere else. So that's why I'm sort of intrigued about what, what I should be looking at for, for in, in terms of North American yeah. Uranium producers. So are you taking the view, well, that's not my problem?
0: Well, look at other producers. Yeah, that's not my problem. Okay. It's not my problem. As I said, we'll, we'll look at what makes sense for our company. Okay. And, um, you know, we have the mill, we have the infrastructure, we have the ability to process right now. Um, You know, anything we process, we're obviously, for for others, we're going to obviously get a margin on that works for us. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's all I can say is we're not looking out for trying to subsidize other producers. We're trying to drive our bus, drive it for all the right reasons, because we have the experience to do so and we have the infrastructure to do it now. So, um, yeah, just watch the space. I mean, there's still some missing links. Uh, you know, as I said, I've been talking about, and I'm flipping back and forth between Uranium and rare earths. I said, we've got to show the market that we've got this building supply of monazite building for the mill. Um, We've always said that the interest was increasing with uh, U.S. utilities for contracts. Now we can say we got three contracts, very material quantities. They work for us. You know, some of our Uranium, like some of the cleanup material that we're getting is for free for us. Uh, You know, it's really nice to blend in, uh, you know, zero cost or $10 a cost or, you know, currently what we have in inventory at $24 a pound. You blend that in, you blend in some new production, and you can see where you can get a very material margin. I mean, sure, you don't have all the details, but, but you got to get a margin, right? Margins are important. You better, all these companies had better start making money at some stage. We know by doing what we're doing, we'll make money on these contracts with the capabilities we have that nobody else has.